okay. When I was 21 years old. When I was 21 years old. Stop it. Go back there. Bro, you're a 42 year old. Oh, no. You're a 42 year old. Go. Like five days after we broke up, we were talking every day. We were supposed to move in together. I've stood up for you. Fuck you! I don't want you to stick up for me. You're a pussy ass bitch. When nobody else would, I went against everybody for you. Your band sucks dick. You're a nothing. You're nobody. You're a loser. And your fucking bar is going down the drain. You backstabbing hoe. Give him my face again, I'll fuck you up. Yeah, yeah I'll fuck you up right now, bitch. Yeah, I'll fuck you up so quickly. Honestly, look at me, bro. No, no, I'm no, way more red than you. I will. Okay, okay, just sit shaking. down. Hey, listen to me. Oh, listen, I will beat his ass. Oh, you actually want Stay in the fucking chair. He's the one that said it first, Andy. Stay in the chair. That's all you have to do. Okay. Okay, go pee, but stay in the chair, dude. Pussy bitch. You're a worm with a mustache. Okay. Go at it. Oh, call yourself an artist who had the same haircut you for nine work. years. Yeah, and it works for me, bro. Use your words, not your fist. Just do me a favor. Yeah, I'll be quiet to Tweedledee and Tweedledee hey, Dick. just Tweedledee. You can say whatever you want. Just stay in your seat, okay? Right. right. Okay. Ugly fuck. Did you just call me an ugly fuck? <laughs> no, you're handsome. Oh, he is you. the ugly little fucking clown. All right, okay. just stay in your fucking English. seat, okay? So you will be in your dressing room. You won't be on stage. Okay. I'm going right. to get sent for a timeout. <laughs> I get a spank bottom, Andy, at lunchtime. Lisa, I get a spank bottom, all right? Hello and welcome to Bravo Bravo Effing Bravo. Hi, Mariana. Hey, baby gorgeous. How are ya? I am so jazzed. Oh, my God. Did you watch it more than once? Well, no, not yet. Because wasn't there a thing that there's going to be an extended version of the reunion Dude, on Hey You or something? I just watched it. So is it much different? Well, not having the fucks bleeped out is actually easier to follow. Uh-huh, of course, yeah. I'm used to the bleeps. I didn't think it would be an issue, but it flows better. So I watched mm -hmm. it on the, what do you call it, the other one, the binge yesterday. Binge, yeah, that's how I watched well, it. Well, I watched it yesterday. I only had like half an hour before I had to go to a function for work. And then I finished watching it on Binge this morning and tippity typed and I thought, I'll just listen to it again. And for some reason, I just went to Hey You. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden I heard an F word and I'm like, oh my God, I think this is the extended one. Now you only get about, I think, 10 more minutes. I would love to watch another 10 more minutes of this. It's not hugely extended, but it, it's good. It's a less soundbite of the conversation, of certain mm -hmm. combos. The extended cut flowed way better. It's only 10 more minutes. I don't know why they didn't just show that one. I love an extended cut. I love that we're in a reality now where we're getting an extended cut of a Vanderpump Rules reunion part one. Like, that's just brilliant. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely watch the Hey You version. It's, again, it's just a, you get a little bit more and you're like, oh, Really? It's definitely a better version of the app. I'll whack it on. So, but you enjoyed the reunion overall, yeah? How could you not? Oh, I, oh, when they were doing the little sit-downs at, at the start, the one-on-ones, mm. I was like, oh, my God, this is hyping me up so much. And then when the reunion, like, proper started, I was, like, strapping myself in. I think that was probably the intent of the editors because at first I was like, oh, we're not going to get them fully, like, the intercutting of it. Yes, I get that that's the way you have to do it. This isn't, you know, like four corners, but mm -hmm. I want more of those interviews. I want those interviews to be separate episodes. I don't know. Because it's just, it wasn't yeah, enough. Yeah, release the James Cameron cut. Let's do Correct. it. Correct. It wasn't enough of those interviews. Like, I want to hear more 
of what everyone has to say to Andy. Because they were good questions by Andy. I thought Andy did a great job with the questions. So satisfying this reunion. And you know me, I don't generally love a three-part reunion because we get a lot of fluff. Mm. No fluff. There was no fluff. No, I, I can tell that they're like intentionally skipping over some of the fluff that they would normally cover. And like, even when we do sidebar, like they're good sidebars, but then it's like, let's get back to it. Yes. Oh, <laughs> so satisfying. If this doesn't get an Emmy, I'll be pissed. James Kennedy needs an Emmy for comedic acting because he is the funniest person on television right now. He really is. I mean, I know in real life I probably wouldn't enjoy him. I don't know. Would I enjoy him as much? I probably would. He's been a class clown. He's been immature. He's reveling in this whole thing. He loves uh-huh. the righteous indignation. And fuck, mate, he's delivering. I'm here for it. He and Lala, whenever they just like turn to each other and share a comment or a look, they're like the old Muppets. They are. I love it. I love it. I'm clapping for that old Muppets reference. They're so good. So let's go through some of the beats. So in those sit downs, Mm. we do get a reveal of the text message between Ariana and Raquel and she blocked it 48 hours later. What did you think of seeing that, the fact that it took Raquel 48 hours to text her? I'm not surprised. I'm surprised it didn't take longer because she's so caught up in herself. I mean, look, they all are. Let's face it. They're all very self-interested people. Yes. What are you going to say? Do you text? Um, You're not sorry. You're sorry you got caught that way. You're not seven months. You're not sorry. So don't say sorry when you're not. So true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm Mm -hmm. sorry I manipulated you in our friend. Like, no, don't message. I think no message would have been better. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I just enjoy, enjoy seeing Ariana's rage. <sighs> you know, she's been so composed for nine or ten years. It's just so satisfying. I'm so glad that reunion was taped during her angry phase. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> she is just, she's on fire. It's so good. And I love that they were calling out her revenge dress because, yeah, she looks so fine. Jesus Christ, her in that dress. I can't. Like, she's <sighs> stunning. Now, <laughs> I know that she's lost five pounds because she's traumatised and hasn't eaten and that's not oh, a yeah, nice that. thing to elevate. But that aside, she looks amazing. That's the pre-Ozempic way people used to lose weight. Correct. It's more natural, really. Yes. One of the other things that came up was... <laughs> A bit more of the time, well, Tom's version of the timeline, which varies from Tweed or Dee's version of the timeline. But what <laughs> I want to get confirmation is, so Tom says they hooked up at the See You Next Tuesday after the Mondrian and yeah. then they went to the Abbey afterwards that night. Is that the same sighting of the Abbey from Ali? That's different It is Abbey? the same sighting. It's the same sighting that Ali saw at the Abbey. Yeah, that's the impression I got. Okay. Yeah. So that's the first hookup. Yeah, that's the what they're calling a one-night stand. Which is ridiculous. And then they say it went dormant for months and months and months. No, a month. So the sighting at the Abbey was August. He's saying that it happened around the time of Life is Beautiful, which they showed us was September. And then Mm -hmm. him performing at BravoCon was October. I I think performing is very generous. Yes, him lip syncing at BravoCon <laughs> was October. So this whole, you know, it went dormant for a while, a month. Yeah, okay. Like that's not ages, sweetheart. That's a month. That's a couple of weeks, babe. Mate. Like, that's nothing. Four weeks. 
mate. Four weeks, give or take a week. You know what I mean? It could have been three weeks. It could have been four weeks. It could have been five weeks. But that's the max it was. Well, Allie was really sitting on a bombshell for a while there then, wasn't she? She didn't even know what a bombshell she was sitting on. (laughs) Allie, I wish you spoke up sooner. She told James, and we saw the scene with James, basically, don't be starting shit unless you got proof. Wow. Uh, What about fucktard, dickhead one, Scandival? What about him saying to James? Tweet a little dick. Tweet a little dick. What about him saying that him and James weren't really that close? He did the same thing to fucking Sheena. Yes. Yeah. I I think he's scrambling. Yeah. And I think Ariana's clocked him like in interviews and stuff when she's like, you're coaching Raquel, mm. you're getting your lines sorted, you're deflecting. We see all of it. And it's just the fact that we see it makes it even more sad, don't you think? Oh, 100%. It's so pathetic. It's so pathetic. And question, Nathan, if you really aren't that close to someone, would mm-hmm. you pay... $15,000 for their engagement party to someone or $25,000, whatever it was? I would absolutely not. Maybe if you had the money, you'd do it for your best mate, your best friend, uh-huh. the friend you've had for 20 years. If you could afford it, why wouldn't you? You love them. They're your family. But for someone that you've only happened to chat with once a month, as Scandival's claiming. Yeah, I think Scandival's trying to say like, we're not real friends, it's a show friendship. And it's like, well, you do still spend a lot of time on the show together. Yeah. You know, like, even if it's based in fakeness, uh, you're still friends. Your work friends, I have work friends, you have work friends. You do become close to your work friends because you spend more time with them than you do your own mates. And you don't fork out tens of thousands of dollars for their engagement. Like, calm your fucking farm with your Yeah, and I think James has a right to be upset because, yeah, it's, your well, one of your best friends with your f- ex-fiancé. Like, that's, uh, you don't do that. <laughs> you know, no. like, I don't think we need to explain how that's wrong. I mean, I do think that James is loving the fact that there's a scandal that, that peripherally has something to do with him. I think James is reveling in this. Oh, for sure. James is not the most mature person we've seen on the tapes, but... That's why he gets sent for time out. <laughs> oh, my God. He's just... Again, how many times do I have to say it? We give grace to those who make us laugh. So James is getting all the fucking grace from me. We can leave the therapy for another time. I 100%. Just, he's fucking hilarious. I'm living. What did you think of Dickhead 1 tweet a little dick, saying that he felt like Ariana's gay BFF. That creeped me out. Well, yeah, I can imagine that would creep you out because you're happy with the fact that he's not on your team. But (laughs) he's displaying narcissistic traits. There's always an excuse. It's always a problem over here. And he has yet once to say... I did this. This is my fault. Mm. When people are saying, you know, you did this, he's like, I know. But he's not said the words, this is my fault. He's blaming other things for his choice. That's what I think. I think he's a pure narcissist. Well, and he acts like they were abstinent for years and years and years. And it's like, well, I'm a gay BFF to some people and I don't bang them or live with them. No. So, you know, I don't really get that. It's bullshit is what it is. It's a deflection. It's total bullshit and it makes him look, Lala's right, he's a narcissist. I'm blaming Mm. my choices on other things instead of saying, my choice, my bad. Mm -hmm. We sort of then go into the reunion proper. We don't Mm. get a lot of the Raquel one-on-ones, but I think we'll get more next week. We did say there was a super 
something about yeah, more yeah. for that later or whatever. What did you think of Raquel in the trailer watching on <laughs> like a TV, <laughs> watching the live feed? I loved the dramatics of it. I loved the fact that they didn't even give the TV in the trailer external speakers, so it sounded like audio coming from a TV. It was very well done. Like those little things that make it look – they did that on purpose is what I'm trying to say. Like the squeaky wheel for What's-A-Face's wheelchair in Miami. Like they they add that in. A hundred percent. It was delicious. So I I assumed this whole time that she did the restraining order just to get out of reunion. Like I don't know if – she expected that she'd be the one that was shoved into a trailer off-site? Like, did this not play out how she wanted it to or did it? I don't know. I think that she did the restraining order because I think her PR team were, like, going for a Hail Mary pass, right? They're like, it might (laughs) garner you some sympathy. It might. And it might not. Or you can use it as a, you know, do you want to go to reunion? Or rather her PR team saying, we don't know if you should be going to reunion. So let's do this and you can later decide. She could have said, I'm not coming to reunion. I can't. There's a restraining order. Because we all know that you don't go to reunion, you get kicked off the show. Right. This is why she came. I love that this sets up a precedent, though, for whenever we do get <laughs> restraining orders in the future. We're like, all right, well, we've got a trailer out in the car park we can put you in. Like, you're still on the show. I know, right? She's so self-involved. And trying to keep, you know, her options open for herself. She didn't come because she was contractually obligated. She didn't come because she's got a side of the story that she wants people to hear. She's so in love with the idea of being on TV Mm -hmm. that she had to come. I bet you her family begged her not to go to reunion, begged her to quit the show. Well, she was sitting in that trailer gleeful. She was smug. There were some smug reactions, the eye rolling, like where's the contrition? It's not there. And you're not getting it with Tom either. He's angry. Scandoval is angry at people. Let's get into that. Do you think he was drugged? Because his pattern of speech was different, I thought, than what I've seen from him in the past. And I was like, he was just speaking more stilted. I don't know if that was just because he was in the firing line or I'm like, are you, like, what do you want? I know the guy has ADHD, so there's oh, obviously okay. medication that one needs to take for that. I'm hoping he um, checked in with his doctor because my guess is he's taken some Valium, something like oh, that. Oh, that might be it, yeah. Now, you're not supposed to drink when you're on Valium, but I'm not going to lie. <laughs> don't do not do what I do. Been there, done that. <laughs> there's been an occasion or two where... I've popped a Valium and had a glass of wine with it and I liked how it felt. It hit different. <laughs> it, honestly, because, you know, I've got the anxiety and the depression. When I did that, I was like, oh, my God, is this the state that the regular people get to live in? Because I just was chill. Like I wasn't like uh-huh. I don't give a shit. It's more like I wasn't self-critical. You know, the hamster wheel in my brain wasn't running as fast. I got a time out from the heightened anxiety that, I live in and I'm like, I was jealous. And then I was telling my partner and he's like, well, you can't do that anymore, can you? Because you're going to get addicted to it. I'm like, yeah, I know. Oh, well, there's that, yeah. It was a nice feeling. So, yeah, my guess is the Valium or something along those lines. But he didn't seem happy. (laughs) I mean, he's clearly getting grilled. (laughs) I mean, of course he's not happy. When he said he to Andy that he was scared to go into the reunion, I'm like, wow, you finally said something that was truthful. But my question to you is. Sure. And the scene I'm thinking of is when Andy first sat down with him and said, like, you're 
you know, you could be the most hated man on TV right now. Correct. Did any part of you think he was enjoying the attention? Yeah, I I didn't think it at the time, but when you just said that, that, that felt right. Like there's something where I feel like he's playing a bit of a character. Like when the waterworks started, when he was crying. That, very quickly. Very quickly. And I loved James, King James, going, you're not at the fucking Oscars, mate. Like, Oh, yeah. They all just, like, shut him down mm. so quickly. And that's sort of when we get Lala calling him a dangerous person. And LVP defends Tom. And I imagine a lot of people, and when I say imagine, it's because I've read comments, but I imagine <laughs> a lot of people are unhappy with how much LVP was defending Tom. Where, where do you land on that? I'm not bothered by it. Okay, okay. I'm not bothered if people are defending him or on his side or rather in his corner. Just like Lala says, I reject that. It doesn't affect me that someone, you know, LVP says, like, you're like my children. Mm -hmm. LVP hasn't turned around and said, get off the show. I don't want to know you. Like, she's treating him as if she were his mother. No mum's going to turn around and reject, well, Hopefully no mum's going to turn around and reject their kid, doesn't matter what they've done. And that's where LVP is sitting and she has proven that she will do that for every single one of them on the show. So for me, her reaction was par for the course. When she said, you're not a bad person, you just did a bad thing, I'm like, okay, I know where you stand. I don't care. I don't agree Mm -hmm. at all, but it doesn't make me angry. I expect it from her. I was thinking, like, because Lala said the word dangerous, and I think LVP was probably just thinking of that in, like, a physical sense. Correct. Whereas I think Lala was also talking about, like, psychological damage that he's inflicting on people. Correct. And I think maybe that went over LVP's head. I believe so. I think that when all of them get, you know, berated on the social and, you know, crucified on the social, I think LVP, her position, and I agree with you, that she was thinking physically dangerous, she was just like basically saying to Lila, like, don't push the narrative where it doesn't need to go. And I think that she's not thinking of the fact that Lala was psychologically tortured by Randall and is continued mm. to be because she's fighting for custody for her kid. And mm-hmm. could you imagine, like, if you were Lala having to hand over your child to someone that you don't feel safe around? Like, that's yeah, no got to like be that. a weekly heartbreak for her that brings back the pain and fear that she feels towards this guy every fucking week. Of course uh-huh. she's comparing the two and saying he's dangerous. <laughs> yeah, but then I was just thinking about later though, Lala's like, don't say the word bully. It's not pre-K, it's bravo. I love that. She's not wrong, <laughs> hey. She's not wrong. <laughs> she's not wrong. Oh, she was giving me Lala this episode. She, she really was. He's giving them Lala. So, okay. Tom keeps bringing up Kristen, and I thought it was a really smart move, retrospectively, how they brought Kristen on last week Mm. because that's the image of Kristen I've got in my mind right now where (laughs) we noted that she's, I mean, in slides, but also she had such growth. Yeah. And now Tom is trying to bring it back to, like, 2012. And it's like that's all the only thing you've got to say is, like, oh, James, what did he say? He said, James? banged Kristen to get on the show with his condoms or something like that. Yeah, so James was sleeping with Kristen. Kristen hadn't moved out yet Mm -hmm. and it was obviously in Kristen and Tom's bed and they opened the drawer and grabbed the condoms. Hey, 
They're using protection. Because you know, I, I don't know if freaking Scandival and Rachel did. So at least 21-year-old James has the foresight to use a condom. As immature as he is, he ain't that stupid. <laughs> okay. So... This is when um, James gets up, there's a fight, James calling him 42 years old, oh. Andy's cards get knocked everywhere, Andy's like, James sit in the chair. Yeah, sorry, why was like, Andy was really miffed about the cards. It's like, calm fucking down, mate. These people's <laughs> life are turned upside down and you're worried about some fucking cards. Like, come on, Andy. Well, I wonder if they all got out of order and now he'll just... Ask random questions <laughs> <laughs> off topic. I mean, I don't know. Surely they're numbered or surely the whoever's in his earpiece is going to tell him which cards go in which order. Oh, do you think the cards are just a prop? No, but I don't think they're just a prop, but there's someone in his ear who's got the script of those cards in front of them. Like the showrunner's yeah. got every detail on their clipboard. Like my cards. I don't know. I thought that was a bit silly. I was actually super proud because on the weekend mm. I went to my mum and my sister's place and I sat them down and I said, have you heard of Vanderpump Rules? And my sister's like, no, but I've been to Tom Tom. She's been to the restaurant. And I said, well, strap yourselves in. And so I played <laughs> the finale episode for them yeah. and their TV remote has like a little pointer. So I was like circling <laughs> the faces and saying, now this is Tom. He's business partners with Tom. He used to be married to Katie. And I was like, Showing them all and they were like, okay, and they were starting to piece it together. Yeah. And then last night my sister texted me and said, oh, my cards, with like a <laughs> laughing face reaction. And I was like, oh, my God, you watched the reunion too? Oh. So I think she's hooked. <laughs> you did better than I did. So my partner watches a lot of US progressive news channels and someone had brought up the Scandival and he's like, I'm about to learn about it. I asked him about it afterwards. I'm like, right, so do you know what's going on? He's like, not really. I really like, I just, I don't want to get into it. And I go, you didn't watch it? He goes, Dump nah, him. I didn't bother watching it. And I'm like, are Dump you him. <laughs> honestly, we were in the car and I went, honestly, I'm very disappointed in you. Very disappointed <laughs> in you. Like, And I wasn't like being like facetious. I was genuinely disappointed. Uh-huh. This is the one moment in time where your worlds are colliding, where this is mainstream and he couldn't get on board. And he couldn't sucks. get on board for me. I'm like, you realise that this uh, is my life? And he's the one missing out. A hundred percent. I did say that. I go, you're missing out on a bonding moment with me to understand where <laughs> I'm coming from and why this is so important. And he just said, you know, I, I didn't want to like, fry the brain cells. And I'm like, are you saying that I'm frying my brain? He said, yes. And I'm like, well, you're just ignorant. I, I disagree. I reject that opinion. I called him ignorant um, to his face. Yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of ignorant, let's mm. sidebar and talk about Tweedledee dickhead number two. Mm. So this is, I think probably, well, I don't know if we got into it enough, the whole other Tom, mm. um, but I enjoyed when Andy pointed out at the start that Tom was not sitting next to Katie for the first reunion ever and James was like, I don't think it even crossed his mind. And James <laughs> is fucking right and that was hilarious. Oh, it was so funny. He's so on point. <laughs> so funny. But we're talking about the skiing double date and the timeline and Schwartz is just coming off like a confused mess and it's clear that they didn't negotiate their timeline and their stories well enough. No, fucking dickhead won says to Andy at the beginning that he told Schwartz in January, mid to late January, and Schwartz is saying he found out in fucking August. And I think that's why we got the one-on-ones at the start, just yes. so we could 
get him on his own no to, to commit to him saying something that we could contradict later. January. Dude, you told him. So he's saying just after Mexico, which means Scandival was like seeing Raquel and Schwartzy have a massive makeout in Mexico and he wants to put a stop to this. So when they came back from Mexico, he fucking told him. Mm. He's like, stay off my mistress. Yikes. So he knew at the van. He said he suspected at the van. I'm not stupid. I love when LVP rolled her eyes because she thinks he is stupid. <laughs> so good. Yeah. I, I mean, we all know that Schwartz is messy boots. Mm. I think the stuff with Katie could have been developed more. Like, I'm happy with what we got regarding, like, their divorce and everything. Yeah. But I feel like we need to talk about Satchel a bit more. I think we <laughs> haven't gotten enough out of Satchel. Really? You want to talk about Satchel mm. more? I want specifics on the Satchel. Such as? Why did his parents name him that? <laughs> Yeah. That's who we need to sit down with, the parents, and just say, what was the... Why'd you name him that? He, yeah, we need you know, an interview with Satchel's parents. You're not wrong. Jesus Christ. I, 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 I do think Satchel was the most shocking part of this whole season. This whole season of Scandival, her rocking up with that really thin little white boy at yeah. the beach. I mean, shocking. I know, her thinking that he was actually like a good prop. He must have had... A pretty decent... Donkey dick. Yeah, this yeah. is what I wanted to say. Because I don't <laughs> I knew, understand I where you were going. <laughs> why Satchel was a prized possession to lord in front of everyone. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah, the that's Don, correct. Definitely. Satchel, no, not so much. And so they talk a bit about how Tom <laughs> prioritised the bar and all of that stuff. Um, I mean, any thoughts on that? It doesn't... It was just a little sidebar. He's a fucking pussy. And I, I shouldn't say that because they're rather resilient parts of one's anatomy. But it just, <laughs> like the lack of, like him sitting there apologising to her for hooking up with a cast member, knowing that that means it's going to have to be discussed by everyone in confessional. She's going to have mm-hmm. to talk about it in confessional. And this is what she was saying to him. This was the whole point. If you sleep with someone outside of the show, I'm not going to have to sit there and talk about your sex partner. If you sleep with Mm -hmm. someone on the show, I'm going to have to talk about the two of you being intimate and I don't want to fucking do that. That was the whole point. Him saying I thought it was a bit ridiculous and then him saying if you hooked up with someone on the show, I wouldn't care just proves her point that he doesn't care about her enough to be bothered. Mm -hmm. If you're not upset about having to constantly discuss your partner kissing or being intimate or sleeping with someone else because they're on your show, if that doesn't bother you, that's the concern. Well, yeah, I mean, he's more upset about the graffiti at Schwartz and Sandy's and the Yelp reviews, clearly. Because he's more concerned about things that are about him. About him, yeah. If you're fine to talk about your very recent ex fucking someone else, that means you never cared about them. You don't care about them. Mm-hmm. He's just... Period. <laughs> and if you don't care about someone, let them go before they start shitting on themselves. Like, let's face it, Katie's never had a high opinion of Katie. Mm, wow. We're going there. He was happy for her to live like that. He was happy for her to question Anytime she said something, whether she was wrong. Well, I'm really, like, happy for Katie and Ariana in, like, even though something about her isn't open yet, 
which is like a counterpoint to Schwartz and Sandy's taking forever to open. They what sold 200 grand worth of merch. I don't understand if it was 200 grand profit or 200 grand turnover. I had the same thought too. My suspicion is that it's $200,000 turnover because if it was actual Still profit, yeah. Well, you know the IRS are watching and taking notes for the next Bravo Leb to go down. So <laughs> maybe Andy's like, I've got to throw them under the bus. However, I'm pretty sure that Ariana is doing, well, she has a collab with, is it SoFi? She's got a collab with everyone. She does have a collab with everyone, but I'm pretty sure they're called SoFi. What's SoFi? You know how there was a, uh, did you see the article about Ariana? Like there were pictures of her carrying boxes out of the house. So people were like, oh, she's finally moving out. But no, I don't think she's moving out because there was like financials written on the boxes. She's selling boxes. And when she did the whole I'm dipping out thing, she was wearing a SoFi shirt. So they're like a personal finance company. They do, I think they're money lenders, but I think they also do financial planning. Okay. Well, if you're a brand and you're not getting on board with Team Ariana, what are you doing? If she's getting her coins together by getting like a financial planner, my guess is that she's paying her taxes on her merch. Great. She's paying someone (laughs) to oversee her finances and to help her with her financial future. Very fucking clever. And I love that they gave Andy merch to replace the Tom Tom hoodie, the infamous Tom Tom hoodie. Well, okay, so I think this was in the extended cut bit that apparently the Tom Tom logo that Scandoval actually drew that up with the lightning bolt in it and he had an issue with Tom Tom selling it because Ariana was saying, yeah, yeah, you didn't even want them to have that. You were like, that's my design, that Tom Tom can't use it. Because I'm assuming that he he put a lightning bolt in front of the logo, which I get it, that's your design, and he's probably not getting paid for it. And then we found out that when they opened Schwartz and Sandy's, you know how they both gave Lisa 50 grand for 5% each of Tom Tom? Yeah, she gave it back. She gave it back. Did that was that in the yeah. regular cut? I thought that was I in think the that extended was in regular cut. cut. Right, okay. So does that mean that they're no longer partners in Tom Tom? I think it's more that just she's gifted right. Tom Tom without the financial burden and they had that sweat equ- equity thing. Oh, they had no sweat equity. They did nothing. <laughs> They did not. Well, I mean, I guess that it's potentially a return on their investment. It doesn't, you don't just give money without expecting a return. So potentially they've made that much money or she's advanced it. Because I know on the show she said, I'll give it to you and then I'll give you 12 months to give it back. And it's like, well, when are they going to get a re- like a financial return on their investment? Well, maybe, I don't know. I don't really know. But I think, yeah, I think it was just a storyline factory for LVP on the show a few seasons ago. I don't, th- yeah. I don't think it's that deep. Yeah. But um, I do think it's hilarious that people were graffitiing Schwartz and Sandys with Team Ariana. Oh, I love <laughs> my that. Cousin's go- <laughs> my cousin Emma's going to LA and she's like, I might go to Schwartz and Sandys and pack some lipstick. Oh, I would. And hashtag Team Ariana, take a photo. <laughs> so funny. Uh, well, what so else do good. we have to talk about? I mean, Sheena didn't get a lot to do. This episode. No. I'm assuming they'll talk about the restraining order and everything next week. Yeah. She just talked a little bit about her and Lala becoming friends, a bit of the fighting with Katie. Yeah. She was saying that Ratchel or Ratquell was (laughs) spinning things to her, which is why she was so anti-Katie this season. I mean, I don't think Ratquell is, well, we all think she's a dumb shit, right? So I don't know if she's that Machiavellian to have planned that. 
But I don't know. What do you think? I don't know if she planned it, but if you think someone's being mean to you, she's she exaggerated it. Sheena is she's a bit gung ho, ride or die. I love that about her. When she picks a side, she picks a side. I I respect that. But she does take it to the nth degree. And as she said, she felt like I have experienced the wrath of Katie and Lala before and I know what that's like. So if you're saying that that's what they're doing, I know how I felt. So I was going to be there to stick up for you because it was horrible. That makes sense. I mean, we did talk about the Kristen of it all, but I did love the bit where they showed this wasn't a little extended bit because, you know, James and Lala were talking about that and, and Scandival was like, you weren't even there. Like, why are you talking mm-hmm. about this? You weren't there. And Ariana said, well, I was there. And mm-hmm. he said to Ariana why he didn't break up with Kristen earlier was because her grandfather had just died. We had tickets to upcoming events. And then we get a flashy of Kristen. We saw that in the regular one where she's like, I feel like I never see you. And he did say to Kristen, you know, we haven't had sex in like three months. So yeah, history repeating. Yeah. That's a pattern. What did you think of the moment where Andy sort of went down the line and said, you're a cheater, you're a cheater, you're not a cheater, you're a cheater, you're a cheater, you're a cheater. I felt like he was sort of sweeping like everyone under the same brush. Like obviously the theme of the show is cheating. Yeah, let's <laughs> like face it's it. It's been a constant presence since the first episode. But like I, I don't think he genuinely believes that they're all on the same page. Like this is different. I think that he did that because it's probably something that we're seeing a lot in comments for Rachel and Scandival supporters. And it is a perspective and as a moderator, Andy has to share that as well. So I do like James's point of going, well, I was 21. Exactly. It's that whole thing of Andy asking how is it different. Now, it's obviously different because it was one of Ariana's best friends. It was a person on the show. So there's that element of it's going to be exposed internationally. Had a house, blah, 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 all that crap. There is something to be said about the fact that These people are now at a point in their lives where it's serious adult shit happening in their lives. Like back in the day, they had no responsibilities. They were waiters and bar staff who were probably making 1500 bucks a week with no other qualifications while everyone else their age is not making that kind of money. Mm -hmm. They're living in West Hollywood. They're living their best life. They have cash to do things these are like your uni days and you had money to do stuff like they had no responsibility they had fun and now we're having divorces and children and it's their lives are getting serious yeah i uh, i do think it's interesting how sandoval seems to get older each episode like last week he was 40 all of a sudden and now james has gone in 42 and i'm like what is the truth he's 41 okay it's funny. I'm Croatian and where we come from, to directly translate the response of how old are you, it's what age you're turning. So I would okay. actually say to you, if you ask me how old I was, I would say I'm turning 45. I'm not turning 45 right. till next May, but I will be turning 45 on my next birthday. So technically, right. technically <laughs> he's, he's 41 turning 42. Any other thoughts on this reunion? I will say I do th- – think Andy did really well mm. and I think he's going to be terrible for the Jersey reunion from that trailer we got of the Jersey reunion where he's yelling at like Teresa I didn't like that so much but this this one I liked I thought he did a great job yeah I'm impressed that you can't find fault with Andy like that never happens 
I know. Well, <laughs> give it time. Next week I'll be anti-Andrew. One more little delicious thing about um, James when he did the whole, like, I'm going to get sent for a timeout and then I'm <laughs> yeah. going to get spanked, Andy. I'm going to get spanked, Lisa. When he has attention on him, he's fucking hilarious. Again, uh-huh. James is my MVP for the episode. Two oh, weeks in a we row. We got confirmation that he's number one guy in the group as well. A hundred percent, he's the number Confirmed. one. Confirmed, because he's not twi- what this dickhead and a clown or whatever <laughs> or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Schwartz is really bothered when people say things directly negative to him, like when Sheena was saying that Katie could do better. And he looks at Sheena and goes, better than me, and points to himself. And she's like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like. Satchel. <laughs> if Satchel is better than you, you know you got problemos, mate. I just would have loved if, you know how on, like, the Jersey reunions and at the other reunions they put the husbands behind them in the chair behind them? Imagine <laughs> if we just had it, Satchel in a chair sitting behind Katie. Like, wouldn't you have laughed? You're just rooting for, for Satchel to get more TV I'm time. I'm rooting for Satchel. What? I am team Satchel. I'm going to go to Schwartz and Sandy's and graffiti team Satchel on the mirrors in the bathroom. But, Nathan, you're laughing at him, not with him, aren't you? 100%. (laughs) Okay, just checking that I'm not, like, you know, in the twilight zone. All right, let's talk about Jersey if we have to. I loved it. I thought it was the best episode of the season. I know why you think so. Tell me why. Because Melissa wasn't in it. (laughs) I I know. I saw your Insta post. I was like, fuck, speak for yourself, mate. (laughs) I do. (laughs) So you should. Anything you see on um, Instagram is me me not talking for Mariana. (laughs) I can't do the socials, mate. I'm sorry. So did you think it was boring? No, it wasn't boring. My issue is, okay, I'm not trying to say I'm superficial, but... Ugly things make me sad. Okay. Oh, the hair. The whole wedding, everything about this wedding, it shouldn't have been on Real Housewives of New Jersey. It should have been on my big fat gypsy wedding. (laughs) It was, to a T, a wealthy gypsy wedding. Have you ever seen that show? Yeah, I've seen it, yeah. The excessive fake tanning, the huge hair, the glitter sparkle diamantes hanging off the cake, like... It was so ugly that it just, uh-huh. like, it hurt. Like, I was getting queasy watching it all. I mean, they had, like, fucking sword swallowers and uh, burlesque <laughs> dancers. Like, there are fucking, gr- like, woggy grandparents and children present. Now these parents are going to have to go home and give their kids sex education because, like, bitches <laughs> running around with tassels on a tartars. Look, I'm not a fucking prude. I'm down for that kind of party. But you're, you know what I mean? I, it was the most tacky thing I have ever seen in my life. It hurt. I thought it would have been so fun if I was there, though. Oh, like it would have been fucking been choice. Great. I would have sat in the, hopefully at the back of the room. With Frank S- Senior. And pointed and laughed at everyone. Like, yeah. it was a housewife smorgasbord. All the little cameos of people popping up and, like, interactions between, like, Dorinda and Chanel Ayan. 100%. And, like, Kenya Moore, who I think... Only came to the the reception, not the ceremony. She wasn't sitting in the sun. Kenya Moore hair care. I love Kenya. I can't help it. I just, every time someone says Kenya, that's what goes through my head. I love her. Me too. I thought, I mean, I thought it was so fun. It was. Yeah. (laughs) To be a guest there. Look, I will give her something on that. The food. 
Oh my God. Looked good? I would have been very disappointed if I did not wear something with an elasticated waist. I would have gutsed myself <laughs> silly. And this whole, we, the, the super that says they spent $500,000 plus, that thing was close to a million bucks, that wedding. They would have yeah. spent a quarter of a million dollars on the fucking food. Jesus Christ. I'm salivating just thinking about it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, yeah, it was gaudy. I loved seeing their reactions to the hair. Like oh. it made me relive that moment where we all saw the hair on Instagram and we were like, what the fuck? <laughs> seeing it like Jen and Dolores try and be polite. Her kids hated it. Her kids <laughs> hated it. But the thing is, it, you can't be honest in that moment because there's no fucking time. It would have taken them four hours to pull the pins out. What I want to know is did Teresa really not see it till it was done? Because she kind of did a little reveal to herself. She picked out the piece. Well, she picked out the tiara bit. I think she picked out the whole weave. Every fucking person that I know of does a trial for the hair, right? So that they know what it's going to look like and they're like, yes, I'm happy with that. So don't be acting like you didn't know what was going to happen and you're happy to just fucking sign a $10,000 check. Yeah, I think she knew. I, I think it's exactly what she wanted. She said to them, give me Rapunzel with an updo, and that's what she got. It's seriously, I just keep going back to fucking Gypsy Wedding. I just wish the piece was like the same colour. Like the colour matching seemed a bit off. Speaking of colour matching, her fucking fake oh. tan. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to talk about Louis' face. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Pumpkin dirt is the colour of that fake tan as far as I'm concerned because it's a little bit dirty and a little bit orange. It -hmm. was awful, awful. There was nothing attractive about that fake tan. I'm telling you, when she was crying in the house the other day with no makeup on last episode, prettiest I've ever seen her look. Okay. So let's talk about... cry it so bad. Sorry. (laughs) Let's talk about the Melissa and Joe boycott. Mm. So they seem to be linking it to the flapper party. Like Jen's like, I'm sorry for my part, bringing it up because of the whole, if you don't support my marriage, I'm not going to support your marriage crap. Mm. What? It's sort of hard. I mean, as much as I enjoyed not having Melissa on the episode, I do believe Teresa really set the narrative this episode and Louis set the narrative in particular. Mm. And I think it hurt them not being involved. I think Teresa always has a trump card on them now. So, yeah, I think by them not coming, they were really saying this is it. And I don't know. What did you think of, like, the Instagram posts coming up? Like, it it seemed tacky on their side. The Instagram posts did seem tacky. I guess the question is, are they actually hurt or is it just for clickbait? Is it for likes? I think it's clickbait. Yeah, Yeah. I actually thought like if this episode wasn't being filmed, like if they were just getting married somewhere off camera, I think the Gorgas would have went. I think because it was going to be filmed and publicised, they were like, this could be a great big stand for us. I don't think they should have been there. I think them not going was the right thing to do. You're not indifferent to each other. You hate each other. So don't go. But the whole like uh, fucking Insta posts, I'm like, it's just tacky. Like it doesn't do you any favours to make those posts. I think it was the best gift they could give her, a wedding day without that drama. But they did then go and do those Instagram posts. And I was actually, like, super impressed with Louis for not 
storming into Teresa and saying, look what your brother just did. I don't know. Do you think that was fake? I think that was fake. Either he did that on purpose to look good or there were conversations with someone and they went, don't show her, don't show her. Louis is a walking red flag, so much so that his face is fucking red. I mean, how obvious is that? I know, but I'm falling for the propaganda. And this is why I think, like, this episode was really good for their narrative because, like, I'm watching it and, like, I'm a dum-dum thinking, oh, he's not that bad. Honestly, the whole time I watched it, I was screaming at my phone, Teresa, are you an idiot? Get out, run and hide. But it's not just her. Like When she says in her speech, like, I met someone who loves shopping as much as me, I'm like, do you not see what's happening with Kim and Croy? Like, someone's got to be the tight ass. In every relationship, someone has to be the tight ass. Like, this is, I think, the worst mistake she's ever made and I'm actually worried for her and I just hope that she didn't pay for this wedding on credit because she'll be paying this wedding off long after they're divorced. Like, the guy's a sociopath. I think this guy, I think Louis is dangerous. And I do tend to agree, but then also I get hoodwinked by him. And the thing that I was thinking this episode, I was like, well, so Teresa's been conned, but like the daughters seem to like him as well. And I would expect that the daughters would have a bit more awareness to the potential of a man fucking over their mother because it's happened in the past. And if they're giving him a pass, if they're team Louis, then like, I don't know, is he that good at manipulating that he's tricked all five of them? Well, I think, again, you are what you practice. And if he practices being a manipulative sod, then he's going to be good at it, for starters. This is Mm -hmm. why I keep saying Dirty John. They don't have to be the brightest spark in the world, but if this is what he does day in and day out, you can't have every single ex of yours say horrible things about you and they not be true. See, I always forget about that. (laughs) It's not one ex saying that he's a bad person. Uh It's all of them. So, or the the mother of the kids not saying as much, but she's the one that called the cops on him and put an AVO out against him. Come on. So my thing with the Gorgas, if that was their stance, if Joe just said, I can't support this marriage because the man you're marrying, I think is a dirty John and he's dangerous, Mm. I'm all for it. But instead it's because six months ago you came over and said my wife was cheating and blah, 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 a million other reasons. Honestly, I'm going to sound like a negative Nelly, but I don't care. I have nothing (laughs) left to give this family. Someone's got to get off the show. That's apparent. It's that whole like family guy thing where you don't care and you have apathy. You know, when, when you watch Family Guy, like you're laughing at the joke and then you're like cringing at the joke and then you're re-laughing at the joke because it's like <laughs> constantly being told. This is how I feel about this fucking family. I get angry. I don't care. I get angry. I don't care. I have not enjoyed Jersey this season because no one has made me laugh. Okay, that's not true. Louis made me laugh. Jen with the moon boot was pretty funny. Walking down the stairs. That was many weeks ago. (laughs) Episode one. (laughs) This is what I love about Jen. Would I want her in my life? No, she's a horrible person. Is she hilarious for my TV? Yes. Did you notice the shirt in that sit down with Teresa that she's wearing like a bedazzled like Bill Aiden plastic surgery shirt? No. What? (laughs) I love that she's like, I got to get the spawn con out. (laughs) She. Seriously? Teresa was wearing a Bill Aiden? No, Jen was wearing oh, that when she sat right, right. and had a chat with Teresa. Okay. I get your apathy. Um, What did you think of Margaret? 
what was she crying at the, during the fucking service? I was shocked that she was crying at Louis walking down the aisle, but when Teresa walked down the aisle, she was stone-faced. Why is she crying? You hate this woman. You hate this man. And it's like, why'd you come and then why'd you leave? She went to be on the TV. It's her job. Oh, that's, that's true. Margaret will rock up to work sick. This is what she's like. She didn't go to support them. She went to work. But did you notice how everyone everyone in that whole fucking wedding's like, don't talk about the brother, don't talk about the brother, cut to Margaret. She's like, I feel bad for Joe. I feel bad for <laughs> Melissa. <laughs> they were invited, bitch. Why are you feeling bad for them? They had a table setting. Someone, like, screenshot, the, you know, the list of yeah. you know, what table you're sitting on. They had the Gorgas had a table. Like, that was still in print. Like, they were invited. They could be there. Don't feel bad for them. She's saying she felt bad because them not being here means their family unit is irreparable. And it's like, Margaret, we've been watching this show way longer than you. I want Mm -hmm. this family to never speak to each other again. And I don't think they will. I don't want to see them in a room together. I'm done. But I think Margaret was a bit shitty for leaving. And I heard Mm. that the Gorgas asked Margaret, Jackie, Jen Fuda, they asked them not to come to the wedding. Like, do you reckon that's true? Potentially. And so, like, they're saying that Margaret played both sides, being like, I'll come, but because they asked me not to, I'll leave. Right. Oh, that's a possibility. You can't ask someone not to go to work. Yeah, I know, right? You can't say, please don't go to your job. That's fucking bullshit. So I kind of, when people say that, I'm like, really? I That, no, surely not. And then you hear of it later. Mm-hmm. hearing whoever it was on VPR say, I think it was Katie, say to Lala, when you were fighting with Sheena, you said anyone who talks to her, like, they're not my friend. And I'm like, who does that? And I'm like, right, everyone on Bravo. Yeah, Ariana did it. <laughs> yeah, everyone on Bravo. So so now I'm tending to believe it because it's a common theme with the personality type that go on Bravo. So, yeah, I'd believe it. I also thought it was crazy when Margaret said, she told Marge Senior not to come because Donna Marco wasn't invited. And it's like, what? Let Marge Senior come. Let her have fun. Why are we bringing Marge Senior into it? Because she doesn't want her mum involved where it's going to be a possible shitastrophe. <laughs> Which it would be. <laughs> I can't be worrying about you while I'm doing my job. And I will be worrying about you because I can't just be with you the whole time. So don't come. It's a shit show. I totally agree with the don't come. Yeah. If you don't know what to expect... Why would you want to put your elderly mother there? All right. Well, that's something. So, okay, we did get one review from Laura Ashler via Apple Podcasts, and she said, loved your Josie recap, and here's the theory that came with right. it. And this is why we're sharing For it. everyone out there, if you want to give us theories, sandwich it in a five-star review and we'll, <laughs> we'll read it out loud. She said, I think Louis found out through the friend PI, Bo Deedle, that Gorga was the one who called the IRS on Juicy Joe, and that's why Gorga froze when Louis brought it up. I also think that's why Louis was so red and freaking out on him because that caused Tree to end up in jail. Do what, what do we think on that? Well, we do see in the reunion trailer Andy saying mm-hmm. to Teresa, you think Melissa's the one that reported you to the feds? So maybe... Do we think there's something there? Well, okay, I know that Caroline Manzo has said that she knows who reported them. And the impression that I got was, do you remember that bad couple that was on Jersey? He's like the most hated husband. Do you remember them? Oh, in I've blocked out some of those seasons. Yeah, honestly. I don't remember their names, but he worked... 
I think he was like a government accountant. I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something because I haven't done my research. Do we all know who it was? Caroline Manzo seems to think she 100% knows who it was. And I think once she alluded to that dickhead that was the husband of that chick with the really fucking long hair for that one season. (laughs) I think that Caroline alluded to that maybe once in an interview or something. I don't think it was Melissa and Joe. Do you think it was Melissa and Joe? Maybe. I love the theory, but it definitely um, gets yeah. the wheels a turning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thanks for the review and the um, theory. Love it, love yeah, it. It gets me excited um, about Jersey for five minutes. Well, I, I think the reunion is going to be a slog for us because it's going to just be a lot of yelling, a lot of emotion. Mm. It's going to drain us and I think we're going to look forward to the pause that it's going to be on until they sort out casting. Yes, Agreed. But this was a nice, I thought it was a nice palate cleanser to have this little like fluff episode. Bill Aiden sitting in the front row with his like iPhone out, like filming the whole ceremony, like as if there's not videographers around. That made me laugh. Who's he filming it for? I don't know. Is he filming it for Joe Gorga? Maybe. (laughs) The fact that Louis had... 15 groomsmen and then like, oh, well, that explains why Bill got it, got the call up. Like, it's just funny. Why? Okay, question. Why do you need 12 bridesmaids? <laughs> Who knows? Is that normal to have that many bridesmaids and like, why? I thought, have your four kids. There you go. Like, I don't understand why you need that many. Like, what? I don't get it. In defense of Melissa and Joe, seeing that they all have like 15 each, you do think they would sort of be involved. I know, <laughs> like, right? You know, you do think maybe they should have gotten the call up after all. I just don't get why you have that many people. I don't understand. Oh, but nice. you know me, I don't understand the point of a fucking wedding. But I'm telling you, mate, if I knew the food was going to be that good, I'd fucking go to more weddings for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Shall we do some sizzles? Oh, what are the sizzle topics? I haven't even looked at the page six this morning. I bet you they're just all going to be reunion articles for VPR. But anyway. Oh, the feds want Jen Shah's earrings to help her pay victims. What earrings? Dispose. Oh, earrings. I'm such an idiot. Earnings. Ha! <laughs> feds oh. want Jen Shah's Salt Lake City <laughs> you earnings. You were thinking the Erica Jane. I was. <laughs> like sorry. <method. laughs> God, I'm a, I'm a maroon. Yeah, the feds want Jen Shah's earnings to help pay victims. They So obviously they're going after her earnings. How have they not done that before? Yeah. She hasn't paid any of the $6.7 million in restitution. I mean, she hasn't paid her fucking lawyers. Wow. Like her lawyers dropped her because she hasn't paid them. So, of course, wow. she hasn't paid her victims. I can't believe those lawyers actually thought she was going to pay them anything. <laughs> they're asking a judge to sign off an order to garnish 25% of her earnings. But... Do they mean, like, earnings as of when is what I want to know. Oh, mm. as of February, they owed her 34500 which was her salary for one episode. Thirty-five wow. grand. I mean, that's $5,000. Big fucking whoop. It's a drop in the ocean. Because I know, like, in Australia, if you go bankrupt, any money you owe the government, you still have to pay that. So I don't know if it's the same in the US. Like, if you go bankrupt, do you still owe the IRS money? I'm assuming it is. I wouldn't have a clue, doll. Then Louis' lead generation business has been hit with a harassment lawsuit. Okay. <laughs> the red flag gets redder. <laughs> <laughs> a woman named Juanita Williams filed a class action suit both against DMS and Choice Health Insurance claiming she placed herself on the do not call registry but continued to receive numerous telemarketing calls from the two businesses. Well, okay, well... 
I mean, get over it. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, oh. When it said harassment, I thought it was going to be like something. You got a few calls, all right. Oh, yeah. One thing <laughs> that we didn't talk about with VPR, Sheena claimed that Scandival told Raquel at Coachella he and Ariana were in an open relationship. Did you Was that in your version or just the extended version? Uh, I don't know if I clocked that. Yeah, and Coachella. You mean at glamping. I, I heard Sheena cl- try and clarify the timeline regarding glamping, mm. but I didn't know there was a relationship declaration. Okay, so we know that they first hooked up in August. Coachella was in April of that year. Oh, so separate to glamping. Okay, sorry. I'm talking before actual the Coachella. affair started. Yeah, actual Coachella. So we're told that they slept together in August, April of that year. So four months prior at Coachella. Is that four months? May, June, July. Or, yeah. Four months prior to their mm-hmm. – with Scandival saying they hooked up in August. So I don't really believe him, but let's pretend they hooked up in, like, in August. Four months earlier, he was in a hot tub with Rachel at Coachella – and told her that he and Ariana were in an open relationship. And he's like, oh, that's a lie. I never said that. And she's like, one of her friends said that she told her that. So obviously Andy's going to ask Rachel that when she comes out. So we'll she'll deny it. Ariana said, oh, he's coached her. She'll deny it. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. It's hard to keep track of the lies. Yeah. The lies. The lies, the lies. Did you watch the OC trailer? I haven't even watched it yet. No. No. I mean, I've seen that it's out and I haven't even bothered to watch it. That's how much I care. Now that I've caught up on Vanderpump Rules, I've watched like 10 seasons in three weeks, I've just started OC season one and two and, oh, my God, it's a different show. It's such a better show. OC season one and two is great. Well, season one, like they they never hang out with each other. There's no cast trips. It's just a documentary. And I'm like, all right, let's get to some fighting, please. I suppose I have just have fond memories of it. Yeah, I can see why you'd have fond memories of it. It is sort of comforting to have on in the background where they're just talking about boob jobs all the time and like, and the kids are spoiled brats. Oh, like, that's totally. fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, it does get better. OC was great back in the day. But again, I could just have fond memories of it because it's all we fucking had. And yeah. I must say when yeah. New York started, for me, it blew OC out of the water. Uh-huh. Like I can, I watch New York from beginning to end every year. Well, no, not from beginning to end. I watch it. Beginning to Salem? Beginning to. Oh, no. Where where do you drop off? Pretty much when Bethany leaves the first time. So what, like season five? So you stop at like season four or something? I think it's season five is her last. Mm, Interesting. I'd love to rewatch the Aviva seasons. I mean, that crazy bitch. She was nuts. So she was unhinged. (laughs) Shall we leave it there then, Mariana? I, if anyone's got theories, oh, please. please send them through to us, either in like DMs or in five-star reviews, whatever you prefer. <laughs> um, You're cute. Oh, <laughs> God love you. All right, hit us up at effing bravo on Insta and Twitter and we're also on the TikTok at bravo bravo effing bravo. I we'll love your little TikToks. You're so cute to do all that stuff. You're the best. Stop. All right, well, thanks, Mariana. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye, Chino. <laughs>